Welcome everyone to Crypto Chat with Chapo. This is a podcast dedicated to all things crypto and NFTs. If you're looking for some insightful conversations with experts in the new developments in the crypto world and some general information on cryptocurrency, this is the podcast for you. I discuss all things crypto related through the lens of NFTs, crypto, and its leaders in the space. If you're interested in learning, we have you covered. It's unbiased information, a little more laid back than the typical crypto podcast. Join me and come chat with us anytime for insightful, irreverent, and all-around fun about the latest and greatest in crypto. Hey, good day, everybody. Today is Friday, September 30th, 2022. This is Crypto Chat with Chapo, episode number 58, if my memory is serving me correctly. Uh, today is a beautiful fall-like day in the Midwest. The sun is shining, nice little breeze out. Uh, it just it just looks nice out. Uh, today my mood is elevated uh, as compared to yesterday. I did a little bit of suffering because of some discomfort I had with my knee, which I uh, that just didn't go well after I had physical therapy. And I've started to bring the swelling down a little bit, and so I'm hopeful I can return to some uh, rehabbing exercises before my next appointment so that we don't have to revisit this situation again. Uh, it was very uncomfortable, and, um, you know, it, it's funny. I was telling everybody up until the until it started hurting, I got the surgery done on Friday, and then you know Wednesday I went back to work and people were asking me how I'm feeling and I'm you know I felt great I mean I had a hobble a little bit because there was still some swelling but my pain was practically non-existent and almost to a cocky sense where I felt like you know felt felt guilty that people would even be worried about me or my pain and then after that rehab whoo boy that thing swelled up instantly and it was a brutal 24 hours and very uncomfortable but um, I got some different meds and I was able to get my hands on a circulating ice knee brace that I'm wearing right now to sort of keep a constant cold compress on my knee so hopefully that stays on the positive trend so enough about that nonsense today I wanted to talk after I just give a quick update on the old market about historical NFTs, which is an interesting and often controversial uh, topic, depending on who you're asking. So, in the markets today, uh, Bitcoin up one and a one point six percent in the last twenty four hours, trading at nineteen seven eighty eight, and it's been in that kind of channel, in that nineteen thousand channel, just kind of bebopping around in there. Uh, I don't know which is the direction it's going to go in the next few days, but uh, if I'm a gambling man, which I don't really gamble, my bet is that it goes down. And it might go down in an ugly manner before it starts to regain its strength, which could, which could take weeks, months, and even years. If it follows any of the previous trends, um, it's going to be quite some time before we get into a nice bull run again and the normies come back as they say 
the people that don't usually trade when they return that's that's the t return of the bull run so we'll see when that is uh, XRP still doing pretty well up almost 10 percent in the last 24 hours there was just one positive news on XRP that I saw was just essentially that a judge forced the SEC to turn over some sort of hearing or at least a speech that someone from the SEC had made about XRP um, in the I think for maybe 2018 so they were forced to turn that over based on that news and I don't know all the story but based on that news I think that there are experiencing that that jump will it it will it break out further then it's all-time highs that remains to be seen that's around almost four dollars so it'd be a 10 time from here I, I'm not sure how it would do a 10 time uh, given the market conditions but you know anything is is possible for sure uh, Cardano trading at 43 cents uh, up 0.3 Solana is a nice little bounce trading at 34.69 uh, Shiba Inu up 1.8 percent Polygon up 3.7 it's uh, Leo tokens up 12 so there are some bounces going on near protocol up 1.3% uh, trading at 360 but near is down nearly 7% over the last seven days and no big winners standing out of me on the top hundred that I can see everything is ranging really from a small gain to maybe a 9% bounce in the last 24 hours that looks like the biggest leaps, at least in that uh, top cent. Uh, Ethereum name service, which I'm going to tie into in a little bit, that's actually done a nice little run. Last seven days, it is up 18%. And what interesting talk on that, if, if you don't know what the Ethereum name service is, it's basically a domain you could buy by name um, through the uh, Ethereum blockchain. So, for example, I own a couple of them. I bought... I bought one for each of my boys, just their name, and then the ENS. And down the road, there's, you know, functionality for it, creating subdomains. You know, I'm not an expert on it. I do know that there is potential value with those. Uh, however, that they have been sort of discussed lately because there's a lot of speculating going on with the name services where people are just buying, you know, buying tons and tons of them whatever they can come up with with names letters uh, emojis with all the goal to sell them you know down the road so the the talk that I've heard is potentially that you know ethereum name service may want to change the prices on it uh, Vitalik made a post asking what do you think a fair price for a hundred year ownership of an ENS is and overwhelmingly people that have them you know think it should be low because well we already have one and you know that keeping it low allows you to buy as many as you possibly can and then in the event in the next five ten years that they become uh, wanted by a lot of people if you have some of these special ones that maybe only have four numbers or three numbers or say Tesla or whatever it may be that you will get a return on that because someone will want to buy it and you know for way more than you bought it it's super cheap to register one I think a year registration on a normal one that's not just like two or three letters 
because those are more expensive, is like 0 0.01 ETH approximately. It's pretty cheap, honestly. Most of the other blockchains have their equi equivalent sort of service where you can buy a domain. I know you can get one on Rose. You can get one on Optimism. I'm not sure about uh, Arbitrum. You can get one on Aurora. Um, I'm not sure about Near. I'll have to look into that one. But there are several of them out there that you can do that. But one of the NFTs that I will be talking about today is related to this Ethereum name service, and that's kind of why I thought I would talk about the historical NFTs today. So to give you some context, a lot of people in the NFT space, or if they're just coming into the space, most of the people now have a pretty good idea of at least most of the story with NFTs. The, the pinnacle for most NFTs, at least on Ethereum network, and, and that seems to have the most volume, Solana's volume is growing immensely as well, but I think the gold standard, most people are going to agree that it is Ethereum. So the number one, the, the grail for most people in Ethereum to own would be a CryptoPunk. And a CryptoPunk just the other day sold for $4.5 million, even though the NFT market is essentially flat. There's hardly any volume, especially comparatively speaking, even to January. But it's, it's down overall across all blockchains you know Solana is doing pretty well uh, near which I talk about a lot there the volume there is pretty low I don't know the exact stats but it doesn't seem like a lot is going on overall in the NFT space it's quieter than it used to so the the Holy Grail seems to be the crypto punks so however on the ethereum blockchain the CryptoPunks are not the first NFT on the blockchain. So there are several before them. Well, I'll sh I should say a few. A few. How, how about I say a few? So if we look at those few. So before, in this, it was July of 2017. I lied, August of 2016. CryptoPunks. And there's another interesting little story about that, which if I remember, I'll go back into it. Then in May of 17, Curio Cards, and then in April, I lied, that's March of 17, Ethereum name service, so the ENS names that I was just talking about. Then even before that, there are some other ones, Million Ether homepage, which was in 2016, and then Pixel Map in 2016, Etheria in 2015 and if we go back in between uh, September of no I lied so we go back all the way back to August this is where we have ether ID which is on 11 15 so this is what got me thinking about it so I came across on Twitter something called Ether ID, and I was curious what it is. It seems to be very similar to Ethereum name service. So I joined the Discord, 
to see if I might be able to mint one of these and I ended up not minting it. The, the process right now is a little complicated. Um, I just didn't take the time to make sure I was following all the steps. Now is that a mistake? Uh, potentially. Potentially. Well when I first came across it they had a spreadsheet that you could access that would show you I'm, I'm going into discord now they had a spreadsheet that you could access to see in this court discord said we put together a list of ether IDs that were originally registered on the version one contract and then you uh, click the link it's a Google Doc it provides the domains rank the registration date and the decoded domain domain number and the transaction transaction hash well, I clicked on it yesterday and it allowed me to open up the spreadsheet. Today, I had to request access and I have not been given access to that spreadsheet. So therefore, I can't view it. However, I was lucky enough, let me pull up my Google Drive, to make a copy of it accidentally. <laughs> accidentally made a copy of it not knowing this was going to happen yesterday so I do have a copy of it even though I have been denied copy in the current spot so the very first registrant on this Ethereum names Ether IDs was it looks like the unit 256 which just says what the domain is and the number is uh, 1952805748 and then the next domain says test and it was on on block number six one seven zero eight two, and the registration I our time was eleven eleven twenty nine uh, fifteen. So let me turn down my volume here so I don't get those Discord beeps coming in on us while we're while we're doing this. So they're in the spreadsheet. Let me go over here and look at it. Sorry, I got too many tabs going. It looks like I'm going to scroll down to the bottom here. It looks like there's just over a thousand registered. So 1,102, the last one was registered, was it was Jeff. J-E-F-F -F, and that was on 11.30.15 so I, I think these are from the version 1 contract they tell you in the discord don't try to connect to the version 1 contract to mint because there's a flaw in it and potentially someone could steal all your funds and NFTs so keep that in mind if you end up doing your research on this and figuring out so after you if you if you were interested in doing this here's how you could renew the the assets into your wallet so once you find a suitable domain uh, go to the database I'm sorry from the database you go to this either scan uh, con contract and then you verify that vein hasn't already been claimed I think they've all been claimed I'm pretty sure that they all have but you can go look if you're if you're so inclined to do those so then you input the hexadecimal number in the contract which is in column E which is the domain from the database uh, get domain field 
if it's unclaimed, it'll show a block number expires below the cur current eth Ethereum block. Then once you find an unclaimed one, register it under your wallet, click the right contract, connect to Web3, then click change domain, paste the do numerical domain from step three, and in and then two looks like enter in two million into expires and put the price at zero and then transfer it to your wallet by hitting uh, right uh, repeat, re repeat step three to see if the domain shows your wallet address okay so and then there is another app that will show you which ones are actually registered it's called swootydev backslash ether ID okay it won't let me connect my metamask that's okay I don't have it installed on this computer but you can type in these short phrases and see if they are registered now you can't sell these according to the discord yet because they have to be wrapped before they are sold so there has to be a you know a contract that wraps them and then they could be sold on OpenSea or or looks rare so I thought it was interesting you may want to take a look at it if if historical NFTs of your are your thing it's a kind of a weird space in that the the a lot of NFT traders are like firmly based in like you know CryptoPunks or bored apes or you know let's say pudgy penguins or you know kung pai pandas so you have this kind of new guard so to speak and then there's this small group of historical nft hunters who are always looking for these older nfts and of course the claim is that eventually eventually that you know these nfts are going to be worth something from a historical standpoint so you know they make the argument like look you can say all you want about these other nfts that are new like bored apes but what about these ones that came earlier and they have a nice layout uh leonidas.og on twitter has a great graphic that lists all of these older ones for example you have uh, let's see, Moon Cats, those were in August of 17. Crypto Kitties, uh, let's see, Crypto, what is it? What is this? Crypto Cats, and that's in 17 as well. Crypto Bots, as, you know, some of them I haven't really heard of, and I don't know, you know, if they got a, if they have a lot of volume on OpenSea. Some of I I have heard of. I know that Ether Rocks, which came out in late 17 went for an absurd amount of money early in the nft bull run but they aren't they don't seem to be worth too much right now comparatively speaking the the one that gets talked about frequently in the historical nfts it's not quite as old but crypto skulls i know those get traded uh quite a bit you could probably pick up a crypto skull i think pretty reasonably i don't have one let's just see what those are trading at But I did buy a couple that that is, I don't know. Maybe I wasted my money on these. It's 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 totally possible. 
with any NFT, it's totally possible they could be completely worthless, and actually a lot of them I have are worthless, but that's okay. That's what we call life experience. So floor price for crypto skulls that were created in May in 2019 is just about a half of ETH. And they, for a while, I thought they were trading for like, you know, two ETH maybe. Let me see if any of these show up. I'm going to click on one here. Price history, and that one really hasn't done any movement, the one I clicked on. I, I do remember them being a little bit more than a half ETH, but all, seems like all NFTs or the majority of them have really just completely collapsed in value. I mean, that gives you an opportunity to purchase them if, if, if that's something you are interested in doing. And, I mean, it's a risk because you don't know if any of them are going to be valuable again. But I know the prices have just completely just fell off the table. Uh, you know, projects that were a couple ETH or, you know, down to 0.2 or 0.1. Uh, will those ever return to value is anybody's guess, but they are out there. Uh, the one, there, there were two in particular historical NFTs that, that I have found interesting well a lot of them but one that I I took a risk on and I'm just holding it to see what the heck happens so among the very first NFTs and this is where it would be open for debate certainly were on this blockchain which is kind of a I think it was a, a fork or something similar to Bitcoin it was called Namecoin and Namecoin is still around. You can still buy it. I would imagine you could still mine it as well. But apparently, Namecoin were was the first NFT NFTs on a blockchain, according to some. And the very first NFTs, and if you would, if you can consider an Ethereum name service, an ENS, an NFT, then I feel like, you know, you have to kind of consider these name coin domains, they're called dot bits, the same way. That's sort of my opinion. Of course, I'm biased because I actually have one, which would be wonderful if it becomes at some point this, this like sought after uh, NFT. Who knows? Probably not. But what the heck? I, a man can dream, right? So th these Namecoin domains were first minted in 2011. So way, 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 way before, you know, full six years in front of CryptoPunks and, uh, you know, four full four years in front of the very first claimed Ethereum NFT. So these bit domains were registered. It's a little more complex because you have to register them and renew them. Um, but and if you don't renew them, then you could lose them. So, but at any rate, I bought one that was in 2011. It was a Katy Perry one. <laughs> I don't know why I picked that one, but there aren't that many in 2011. So I figured I'd get one in the year that they first came out. Now, there isn't any volume on these things. They have to be wrapped in a special wrapper in order to sell them on open sea but there is 
there are people that are buying those on OpenSea, not that Katy Perry one. Um, let me see if I could do puny codes because that's the other one. Puny codes. So puny codes are another uh, one of these early NFTs on. Okay, we don't want to do that. On Namecoin. And puny codes is like ASIC art. So they're, you know, like if you take you know parentheses or brackets and make a face or whatever that's a puny code and you that can be symbolized through like these short sequence of letters there's like a puny code generator that that actually could create the actual shape of it so there's several of these puny codes and a lot of these puny codes were emojis so they were just a like an old emoji that was up that was the art on this puny code so those are relatively rare as well. Will they ever take off? I don't know. I do have one puny coat of a cat from 2015, and that's not the earliest, but it was one that was in my budget. And did I flush all that money down the drain? I guess only time will tell. It's just sitting there, and maybe it'll take off. So anyway, that that's my today's talk on historical nfts it's actually a fascinating wormhole to to sort of dig into so if you have some time or interest in looking into historical nfts i would encourage you to hop on twitter and just do a little search for historical nfts and things will begin to pop up you can see there's quite a bit of debate on that topic in itself so check it out everybody have an incredible day i'm gonna try to hobble myself outside and breathe in some fresh air at some point try not to fall in the grass or send my knee into the the swollen range it was again but i guess i guess we will find out so as always have an amazing day stay in the present moment this has been chapo good day everyone the podcast is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only, without any express or implied warranty of any kind, including warranties of accuracy, completeness, or fitness for any particular purpose. The information contained in or provided from or through this podcast is not intended to be and does not constitute financial advice, investment advice, trading advice, or any other device. You understand that you're using any and all of the information on this podcast or through this podcast at your own risk.